Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me. Welcome back to my podcast. It's called Grab It Bazaar Sex News, where I bring you the bizarre sex news of the day. Our first story is kind of weird, but let's get into it. There is nothing quite as jittery as the wedding night sex. Additionally, the expectation of performing well on the first night just adds to the already looming pressure of the giddy groom. It is really normal to get nervous and get the jitters, but did you know that there's actually something known as honeymoon impotence? In fact, this is way more common than we thought. When your male partner is not able to get an erection simply because there's way too much performance pressure on him from relationship status turning legal, numerous ceremonies during the wedding to the gigantic expectations of the big night, there's a lot going on in your man's brain which goes against the smooth sailing. More often than not, it is the lack of sex education and the taboo surrounding premarital sex that has caused this type of honeymoon impotence. A lot have, a lot of studies have pointed towards societal pressure and performance anxiety being the crucial reasons behind men not being able to perform well on the wedding night. This overwhelming performance may result in stress, anxiety, and impotence. Thankfully, while honeymoon impotence is actually very treatable, it may require a combination of therapy, drugs, so you can get to the root of the problem. There are a host of reasons why this form of erectile dysfunction happens. So as a couple, you may need to work out a few relaxation techniques and a heart-to-heart conversation to deal with the issue in a proper manner. And I'd also suggest liquor. A 52-year-old sexual health nurse has spoken out about the bizarre cases he has treated around 3,000 patients who go in to see him every year. It has been his job for 15 years, and he has seen all sorts from the bizarre to the hilarious to the very sad Hull Live reports. This senior nurse recalled a phone call he had with a man who told him he had a fetish for rubbing his penis up against public urinals as he liked the feeling of porcelain on his genitals. The nurse was concerned that this had the potential to give his wife an infection, so the nurse advised him that this was not the best practice in terms of hygiene. On another occasion, a male patient said he last had sex two hours ago, despite the fact that there had been a five-hour wait to see a nurse in a clinic. The man told me that he was pretty sure that he got an STI, as he had the same symptoms and when he last had one, so he knew what it felt like. He knew that I'd give him medication to fix the problem, which would mean that he and his girlfriend wouldn't be able to have sex for a whole week during this course. So he told me that he decided to pass the time in the waiting room by going into the toilet and having sex and get one last one in while they could. That one took me aback and I still laugh when I think about it. So do we. Our next story is called Butt Plug Bandits and the Dildo Clown Thieves, a bizarre true crime story. 
a wave of theft has hit adult store peaches and cream with rampant clowns and suspected drug addicts pilfering expensive toys over the weekend, Don Rowe reported. Four clowns were spotted apparently pilfering a 19-inch double-ended dildo from a store in Auckland last night. It's just the latest in a series of bizarre sex shop thefts which have gone viral due to a retailer's Facebook name and shame deterrent strategy. The theft, the work of at least four clowns on what Peaches and Cream believes to be a stag do, came just days after a group of repeat thieves was caught stealing lubricants, sex toys, and a penis extension device from a store in Wellington. The employee who was behind the counter says that this happened on Saturday evening, one of the store's busiest times. He says, you get a lot of people on their way to or from dinner. Some are browsing, having a giggle. Some are just there to buy afterwards if dinner goes really well. It's a really nice night to work, but not last Saturday. Around 9 p.m., two men entered the store, dropping a large bag at the door as if to show they weren't pilfering. They browsed, inspected the wares, examined a sampler for a prostate massager, and she wasn't buying it. Then the clerk said, one guy was way too chatty and he started to get creepy, so I asked him to leave. The other guy took a pile of stuff and walked towards the counter. When he got two meters away, they just ran for the door. That's when the cashier intervened. I grabbed him by the hoodie and started screaming, help, thief, help. The street is a chaka block. There are people all around. So Dumb and Dumber ran off like a cartoon character, feet in the air, flailing about, and the gift boxes they grabbed went flying. There were cock rings, condoms, a huge bottle of lube all over the sidewalk. Then the charger for the cock ring fell out. He's grabbed the cock ring, but he's got no charger and it's a specific kind, so he's really fucked. And amid the sexual paraphernalia was the key to the getaway car. 20 minutes later, the man's accomplice knocks on the store's door. This bandit the cashier had met before on a Sunday afternoon in February, she and another woman had robbed the store of butt plugs, earning them a slice of internet fame in the process. I knew they'd been stealing, so I approached them and I said, give it back. And this doesn't need to go any further. One removed an item and the other looked me square in the eye and said, I'm not opening my bag. So I said, I put her picture on Facebook. We have really good security cameras for that exact reason. One of the items was a $329 remote controlled butt plug. And so I grabbed the pictures, called them the butt plug bandits, chucked them on the internet and didn't think too much about it. Then it went viral. I have never seen the term in Brazilian before, but I have now. Both the women had deleted their social media and briefly gone to ground. There were Facebook threads, a few sightings, but mostly radio silence. But on Saturday night, it was this same thief at the cashier's door. I opened the door and our original butt plug bandit was right there in the shadows. And I thought, I know you. Without their keys, the thieves had been forced to ditch the getaway car on the street outside. But when the police arrived following the cashier's call, the car had been ransacked, emptied of the needles and paraphernalia visible on the seats. They'd smashed the windows of the car, taken their ID and drugs, I guess, and vanished. The car still is there, but local rat bags have rifled through it. The cashier said that there are many reasons people rob sex stores, embarrassment, necessity, pure impulse. More than once, thieves have returned the goods after having their pictures posted on the Peaches and Cream Facebook page. Police had raised no concern about publishing the footage on social media.
and occasionally those depicted were dragging were dragged in by their wives to say I'm sorry I can understand the mindset of somebody who is too embarrassed to buy a penis pump so they steal it but we don't care we just want people to get the right products there's no need to steal them I mean there may be a black market the guy on Saturday night stole arousal gel and a warming lubricant and some high-end beautiful adult toys worth around $300 so a few things to play with and some high-priced items but who buys secondhand stolen sex toys? I assume the same kind of people who steal from sex stores. But if someone opened a trench coat full of dildos in an alleyway, I don't think I would say, yes, please. And how many butt plugs can you even sell for drugs? Peaches and Cream is a New, e- New Zealand-owned business and is currently celebrating its 20th anniversary despite the competition from online retailers and the likes of Amazon. They operate 12 physical stores around the country. The cashier said it is a tough business. It's made harder by stock theft and says if items are for personal use, thieves are also robbing themselves too. I would say don't steal because now you're the butt plug bandit. Plus, I could have recommended something that would suited their needs so much more. You just can't grab the nearest thing. It's really not a one size fits all kind of thing. Couples have sex on TV in bizarre new reality show, and they say it saved their relationship. Real life couples will have sex on TV in a bizarre new show before getting advice on their bedroom action from a relationship expert. Brave couples will invite cameras into their homes to film them doing the deed on Channel 4's sex tape. Afterwards, they will sit down with other couples and a sexpert to receive tips on how they can improve their skills under the sheets. While it might sound terrifying to most of us, one couple said the experiment helped save their relationship. The male part of the couple, who is a 54-year-old, and the female, who is a 28-year-old, they've been together three years and were worried that their sex life had become too boring as their feelings for each other deepened. In the early days, they were very experimental and even had a threesome with another woman, but they ran into problems in their relationship as former boyfriend was struggling with being tied down and admitting that he had an affair. The girlfriend felt like a bored housewife and applied to the show to spice things up, but she got a shock when the cameras came into their bedroom and said that the sex they had while being filmed was the worst of my life, unquote. When they watched the footage back, they were mortified. The boyfriend didn't like the way he treated his girlfriend, and she felt like she should have ended things a long time ago. Relationship expert Miss Mutanda told them both that they looked bored in bed and they argued then they agreed to get a bit more experimental. She urged them to reconnect and they spoke frankly about what they wanted from each other. Despite their problems, the girlfriend said appearing on the show has done the trick. She told Sun, it has made me insatiable again. I have started to go back to the old ways in the bedroom. It has helped us so much. Would you give it a try? Hull Daily Mail reports that a particular 61-year-old male has a long, 
long, long history of touching himself in the vicinity of livestock and was in court for the offense in 2016 when he was jailed for what a judge described as his totally disgusting behavior. The defendant was spotted masturbating in public on February 18th this year in the Bood Park area. A member of the public saw him and initially thought he was urinating. A prosecutor told Hull Crown Court it soon became clear he was in fact masturbating. This activity went on for three or four minutes. His penis was exposed for 10 minutes. The matter was reported to the police and the defendant was arrested. Interviewed by the police later that day, the defendant said, I was sitting on a bench. I was feeling sexy. So I started to dot, dot, dot. They asked him if he realized it was an offense, and he said yes. His defense lawyer went on to say the defendant is very disappointed to be back before the courts again for precisely the same exact behavior he's been convicted of in the past. The defendant said he knew that he was doing was wrong, and he didn't do it to draw attention to himself, and he was sorry. The defendant was charged and released on bail, but within 24 hours, he was seen by an off-duty female police officer doing the exact same thing in the exact same area. The officer was driving when her attention was drawn to this defendant at the end of an emergency access road. He had his penis in his hands and was masturbating. It was not safe for the officer to stop, so she sounded her horn to signal him that he should stop. The defendant was arrested, taken into custody, and was once again candid and very straightforward in his interview. He he did confirm he thought he had a problem. He asked why why did we he do this, and particularly in public, he said he got a thrill, even though he knew it was wrong. He accepted if children had been in the area and seen what he was doing, that would have frightened them. He accepted that he had a problem and that it required help. The defendant, who is from Springbank, West Hall, admitted outraging public decency and asked for a similar offense to be taken into consideration. He had 12 similar offenses among the 35 crimes on his record, as well as nine breaches of an antisocial behavior disorder for the same behavior. The order which has now expired was intended to curb him offending and ban him from entering any field or stable or any other area that contains equine animals in the Humberside police area. The defense attorney said he can't really explain it. He said he felt he was starting to conquer his demons. He believes this was some sort of lapse he can't explain. He is, he insists, very sorry for his actions. They jailed the defendant for eight months. The judge told him, you know you are doing wrong, but you appear either unable or unwilling to stop. Maybe this time around, he will. Well, that's all the time we have. Until next time, remember, be good or be good at it. Bye.